And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's a Friday afternoon and you know what that means. It means it's time to start counting our coin. On Canberra Live with Leon Delaney, Money Matters with Luke Smith from Envision Financial Services. And yes, welcome to the studio once again from Envision Financial. Luke Smith, good afternoon, good afternoon. and happy Financial New Year. Oh, if your contribution's not in by now, you're really, oh, yeah, no, you're, really, really skating you, on thin you know, No, you've missed out now. It's the 30th of June right now, and close of business is in 22 and a half minutes. So, <laughs> and I bet my girls, they shouldn't be listening, but if they are, they'll be probably breaking open wine at the moment. Given, given what they've got through to get to 30 June in the last sort of two months, it's phenomenal. And of course, all of the certified practicing accountants all around Australia are busy sharpening their pencils right now for the mm. deluge of work they're about to receive. <laughs> Mate, they're like a dog chasing cars. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> but in a way, we can sort of look at this as a financial new year and maybe adopt some of the other traditions that go with the regular new year and mm. try and embrace some new better habits particularly in our financial mm. life. So, Luke, yes. what are your New Year's resolutions for the financial new year? Well, as you've just said, it's very topical, quite timely, um, and I think it's a, a really nice line in the sand. We've spent the last couple of months getting ready to end the financial year with good decisions, and I think with that mindset in play, keep it going. Sit down and say, well, what could I do from, from next month? Like you do at New Year's Eve in January, I'm going to lose this much weight and stop drinking and do all the fun <laughs> stuff. I'm, I'm not saying do any of that, but maybe just curb some of your discretionary spending and focus it into something financially positive. Now, you don't have to go bonkers with this. Don't think for a second driving home at minus 300 or whatever it is outside that I'm saying don't have heating in your house. Don't eat, don't go out, don't do things. We need to slow some inflation, so if everybody stops spending some money, that'd be great. Then we can, you know, slow everything down, which would be good. Um, But direct some money to something positive. Set it up and repeat it. We live and die with phones in our hands. Find an app, find a system, find something that works for you, and just allocate a little something a little sooner. And I think that's probably what I'll bang on about for the next 12 months. Because doing something in any way, shape or form is much better than saying, I was going to do that. I wish I'd started this. If only I could have. Yeah. And there's some of the comments that I hear, you know, day after day in the office when people find out about strategies and, and, and systems that they can take advantage of financially. So use July onwards to be able to say, okay, well, maybe I'll go to my work and say, can you put 50 or $100 of my pay into super? And we touched on the benefits of salary sacrificing a couple of weeks ago because if, if you're unable to control your cash flow or you find it difficult to save and then make decisions yourself, have them made for you, out of sight, out of mind. Don't look in the bank and go, oh, look at that, I'm going to go bananas. Um, make decisions that allow you to build on things, start small and then reward yourself. Set a short-term goal. I think a lot of people get caught in, oh, I'm going to save this much by 30 June next year. Yeah. And something happens and life gets difficult, something blows up, something happens that derails your long-term planning, you become disenfranchised and then you stop. 
I think it's really good to say, okay, what could I save this month? What could I save this quarter? And if you hit that goal, then reward yourself. Go and buy yourself some shoes. Go out, have a trip, do this, go to the theatre, whatever floats your boat. But then build on lots of little short-term transactions. What can I do in three months? What could I do in the next three months? What could I do in the next three months? And by the time you get to the end of the financial year, you go, I've had four different periods of success. I'm getting used to this. And then execute your, your changes and review them. I think starting anything new is just like any sporting side. They train all week. They play on the weekend. Then they go and look at some tape and say, well, what could we have done better here and here? And then they practice and they improve that. And then they execute again on the weekends. Your finances are no different. Start something, execute it, review it. Change how you execute it, review it, and keep doing it. Don't go neck deep right out of the gates. Oh, I'm going to save 60% of my wages because the ladies at work said they can do that. Don't worry about what other people can do. Worry about what you can do and then build on something positive and then use salary sacrifice. Use your offset account. Open another offset account on your home loan and save some money into that. So not only are you separating your savings so you can see them, but you're also offsetting your home loan at the same time and using that money for the best possible application for your situation. So I think it's about just being aware that there are things that you can do and being engaged with whatever your process is. Mm. And you'll blink and we'll be here at 30 June next year going, oh, yeah. well, I wonder how I did that because yeah. in, in about two weeks it'll be Christmas. Well, the basic piece of financial advice that uh, everybody should use as the foundational starting point is quite simply this. If you don't already have one, start some sort of savings plan. Yeah. And a lot of the things you've been talking about there actually build on that in ways that may not have been possible generations ago. But if you yeah. are using modern technology, like you mentioned, an app, uh, yeah. you're, you're finding ways of doing a 21st century version of doing something very simple, start a savings plan. Exactly. I can <clears throat> I can remember being a little kid and having a, a, a dollar mite checkbook, yes. yep. you know, in primary school and, and taking 50 cents or a dollar down and the people would come from the bank on a Tuesday morning and you'd line up and sign your name and, you know, that, that, that gets you engaged in the process. And you're a lifetime customer with the Commonwealth Bank ever after. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the It was plan. a great piece of marketing. Exactly right. Yeah. Get you early. Um but now you can look at micro-investing apps, you know, Raise, Starship, and some of these others. There are plenty out there. But again, you've got your phone in your hand. There's a really good way of saying, I want to start with a very small amount of money because um, a big misconception is, well, I can't start anything until I get to $5,000. Those micro-funding options are, are, are great. You can use that app, save some money, and then they'll actually round up your transactions on a credit card. So that's automation of a positive nature that works really well for you. People like Vanguard, one of the largest product providers of ETFs in the in the world, they have now a retail platform that I think you can start with $200. Wow. Might be $500, I'm not sure, but you can save regularly into that yep. and then benefit from compounding over time and reinvest the dividends into more units. And a lot of that can now be set up online and they'll probably have a very good app because they have wonderful infrastructure. So there are two ways that are very simple and they don't need a lot of money. You can also go old school. Take all the change out of your pockets, put them in a jar, and at the end of the quarter, take the jar to the bank and annoy somebody at the bank. They charge you money for that now. 
Did they? All right. Well, <laughs> take it to the local takeaway, get some notes. They probably want the coins anyway. <laughs> but again, it doesn't matter how you do it. I think the act of starting is is the hardest hurdle that people confront, and they think that they have to be a worldwide investor. Mm. If you bought two or three diversified ETFs and just put all of your money into those over time, you're not going to do yourself any damage. Yeah. Buy some broad indices or even just go to a Vanguard, for example, and say, I want the growth option. That'll give you 70% growth assets, 30% defensive. And just save into that regularly over time. And if your pay goes up, add a little bit more. Oh, well, naturally, of course. And in fact, again, all the classical advice says your savings plan should be a percentage of your income. So every time you get paid, you put a percentage of your income towards your savings plan. And you can do that the old-fashioned way, or you can do that a modern way through an app or something like that. So if the first, if the number one new financial year's Mm. resolution is start a savings plan, if you don't already have one, surely the, the second New Year's resolution for the financial New Year should be, if you don't already have one, make a budget. Now, I know the Mm. word budget Mm. certainly scares (laughs) a number of people, but I've said it before, budget is just an ugly word for making a plan. Yeah, and just understand where your money's going. That's, That's all you're trying to, you're trying to ascertain where is my money going. And I find nine out of 10 people come into my office, sit down and say, what do you live on? I don't know. And then they'll say to me, can I retire? And I go, I don't know. And they're surprised by that. But when you think about it, this is exactly why you need to know what your outgoings are. Because if you want to be realistic and stay engaged with the process, it needs to be attainable. Be like me going into the gym going, oh, I'm going to squat 350 kilos and I'll probably end up as a bag of bones on the ground. But if you start at 50 and work up to it, you'd probably be quite surprised at how strong you can get. In a similar vein, you start a little bit of savings and know, okay, I've got... A thousand dollars a month at spare. Can I put two fifty into that? And then all of a sudden, you're three years down the road, and it's compounded and it's grown, and you go, "Oh, how good's this?" And I liken it to—I I use that gym analogy. Not that I use the gym. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows <laughs> only, that. Only as yeah. an analogy. Yes. As an analogy only. <laughs> trust me. Um, but it's—it's it's like losing weight. Mm. The hardest thing about changing how you eat is just starting. But five, six kilos down, you get really excited because now you get to go and buy new clothes. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same with a savings plan and a budget. Know what you're working with. That lets you remain realistic. And then it also keeps you engaged along the journey so that you don't become disenfranchised because you're not Ronnie Coleman six months after you join the gym. Um, and, and I think people need to keep that in mind. Don't Don't become disenfranchised because your expectations out of the gate were unrealistic. Yeah. So, number one, start a savings plan. Number yep. two, have a budget. Yes. What's, what's the next great piece of advice that everybody should you know, keep in mind? I think educate yourself. Okay. Um, find some information, do some investigating, and widen your knowledge base, regardless of how you do it. Um, I think assuming something is actually really expensive. Um, and I had a really interesting call with somebody just the other day who said, I've just read the book. Um, I'd like to come and have a chat to you because I didn't realise I could have A, B, C, D, E. And, and I think that was one of the reasons that we wrote the book. It's one of the reasons that you and I are sitting here today yeah. was we wanted a platform where people could try and just gather some more information because a lot of stuff that's written in the open forum assumes either 
a basic level of prior knowledge or it's written at a level where people think they're an 8 out of 10 if 10 is I know everything. I think most things need to be written at 2 to 4 um, and regardless of where you get your information, obviously verify it. So don't just read something online and say this must be so um, because that can lead to, yeah. to, to big issues. But I think if you can widen your knowledge base, that will open up opportunities that you may not have realised you could take advantage of. And then leverage that into your good behaviours, your budget and your forced savings so that you're working towards something. And again, you remain engaged with the process. I think we've come up with the the holy trinity, haven't we? There uh, we go. Savings plan, yeah. budget, education. Education, yeah. There you go. That's a pretty good advice, I think. It's about 10 to 5 now on 2CC. Luke Smith is with me from Envision Financial. Today we're talking about what could be your New Year's resolutions for the new financial year, which, of course, starts tomorrow. Back with more in just a moment. On 2CC, it's a Friday afternoon. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today as we discuss money matters, today's topic. It's the new financial year tomorrow, so yes. what are your resolutions? Luke, what are the key things to remember when it comes to trying to change our behaviour and establish new habits? Yeah, and I think, look, that, that word you've used there, change, that's, that's, the, that's the crux of this. It's change what you're doing. Now, if you can use an app, a micro-investing tool to an ETF platform, you know, we touched on a few different options before the ad break, use something where you've got the ability to start and start small. A big misconception that I see regularly is, oh, I can't do that until I have 5000 or $10,000 or $20,000. No, a lot of these micro apps now will let you kick off with $100. Um, so start something, actively save into it, find an amount that works for you, review that amount on a quarterly basis. If you hit your goals, reward yourself. If you don't, give yourself a slap. <laughs> I don't know. But... Stay engaged with it, and I, don't I, I guess I guess the key thing is uh, when you reward yourself, uh, don't spl- don't spend everything you've made on the reward. Yeah, don't don't go bonkers and yeah, have just keep it reasonable. Correct, exactly right. <laughs> Doesn't have to be. I said reward. I didn't say splurge. Yes, exactly. Um, and, but I think that's it. Keep a long term view of this, and don't let short term noise or events deter you from the broader objective. Because I think a lot of people become disenfranchised because the hot water system blew up and they didn't save that amount of money that month and then they think they've fallen behind. And I think you need to manage your expectations. Keep them realistic. Review them. If you're part of a relationship and can do it together, I find both of you moving forwards is far better than one because, like anything, it's easier to do something when you have some help. And I think that we touched on that before the ad break as well. Have a read. Surf the net, watch some YouTube, go to any platform that works for you to find some information that can widen your financial horizons because you may be able to then incorporate that into what you do and from a positive perspective, move things in a direction that you can benefit from over the medium to longer term. I think people can ensure that they don't lose sight of the way they live. I mean, I'm not saying don't do this and don't do that and start living in a tent. Not at any stretch should people go and and, and leap out of the gates full throttle to the detriment of their lifestyle. All I'm saying is think about your discretionary spending and make better choices. And you don't have to go 150 miles an hour right off the line. Build up to it because then that's far better over the longer term because, again, you'll remain engaged, you'll be aware of what you're doing and be realistic 
I think being unrealistic is a really, really tough trait to try and wind backwards because, again, it leads you to being disenfranchised because you're actually setting yourself up for failure by yeah. thinking that with six months of training in the gym, you're going to look like Ronnie Coleman. Um, be be consistent and build on it over time. And th that's the nice thing about it. You look at an account and go, oh, I've got that. And now it's this. And it's moved to that. And, and that keeps you moving in a, in a positive direction and enjoying the journey. Yeah. And don't forget the Holy Trinity. Start a savings plan, make a budget, and educate yourself. There you go. There we've, you go. we've wrapped it up on Absolutely. a Friday. We've, that's that's going to be our <laughs> new pamphlet we put out next week. We'll change the intro. Uh, okay, so, Luke, <laughs> where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so, you know, if, if, if you need to have a chat, 6260-4749 is the office number. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au. That's Envision with an E. We've got all of the podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. Um the strategy stacker Luke Talks Money. We've got the Tiki Talker. Uh, the handle there is the strategy stacker. My little one loves that. Um, and obviously, it's, it's, it's all in the book, Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning, where you can get that at all good bookstores, Dimix, QBD, Harry Hardhog, um, Amazon, and Booktopia. And there's just about... Well, there's an unlimited amount of information on the internet, but... Check it first. Mm. Don't just assume that because it's on the net, it's right, because you could end up actually creating some tax issues for yourself. Well, that is always an issue. Uh, just because it's the internet doesn't necessarily mean it's right, uh, Luke. <laughs> the internet, yeah, trusty source of information, that one. 100%. Luke, thanks very much, and uh, we'll catch you again next Friday. We'll see you next week. Luke Smith from Envision Financial, back in the studio with us again at the same time next Friday, right here on 2CC.